You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to continue our player profiles, this time previewing the season that Patrick Williams has ahead of him. We're also going to talk about the recent Bulls trade rumors and if that makes us more inclined to think that the Bulls are going to make a midseason move. And lastly, we're going to ask, do the vets actually trust the young Chicago Bulls players? Me and Pat are going to get all, into all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Pat, uh, it's been, hey, I, first of all, missed you, brother. Missed you yesterday, brother. We had Bobby step in for you, but it's not the same as ha- not having my brother around. So definitely missed you on that one. Uh, but, you, you know, we've been doing our our season previews for players, and it's time that we've gotten now to P-Will, Patrick Williams, who, you know, every season I feel like we, we ask, is this the season that Patrick Williams is going to make a leap? Is he going to make a step? What is it? Um, I think he did make a step last year. It, but it wasn't a consistent step up. But I do feel like he made a step when you look at the numbers and what he was able to do three-point shooting-wise. Uh, how do you feel, A, about the season of Patrick Williams last year? And then what are you expecting from him coming into this season? First things first, appreciate everybody for all the kind words, all the support. Appreciate all the love. Appreciate y'all holding it down. Uh, Bobby stepping in, man. It was hilarious. Like, it was such a stark difference not here. <laughs> Here, Bobby on the show. They're like, hey, Pat, we appreciate you, man. I, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait. Hey, Bobby's hey. definitely so Chicago. Hey. Bro. Hey, he's so <laughs> Chicago. I absolutely <laughs> love it, bro. But uh, no, nah, as far as P. Will, bro, I mean, last season to me, right, 10 points a game. Uh, I think the three-point shooting becoming as elite as it did last season was really a eye-opening uh, 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 moment on his career and what he actually can become. I think the Chicago Bulls need to utilize that a ton this season. But I think the biggest thing is, right, you got a bunch of guys on this team that are actually out there playing the game. 82 games for people last year, 28 minutes a game. Every game not great, right? Uh, P. Kidd's favorite line on it is he's got the loudest four rebounds in the NBA. It's not what you want to see from your power forward. Um, but, you know, I, I think there are a ton of things that he still needs to improve on. And I think there's also sometimes where you just have to find a way for you to be used. I know, Right. One of your big things with P. Will is that Billy Donovan basically just says, you know, you out there. Yeah. But he does that with Javante, did that with DJJ, did that with those other guys. And they found a way to insert themselves in the game and to be able to make an impact. There are times when we'd go 15, 20 minute stretches and I'd be like, who's the four out? Is that Patrick Williams? He's been out there the entire time. How many minutes? The whole game he's played? You know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't look at P. Will in so many moments on the court and just be like, this dude's non-existent 
on everything. If you're not stepping up on the offensive end, all right, be a clamp on the defensive end. If you're not uh, at that moment being a clamp on the defensive end, I need six rebounds out of you. I need seven rebounds out of you. You know what I mean? Like, I need these moments to be every minute that you're on the court, something impactful is happening. I think that we have too many players on this team where that's too far and few between. And to me, I think that's Patrick Williams. My outlook for him this season is basically a three and D guy now, right? Like I don't expect much of him. I, I think that, you know, you're kind of getting what you're getting with P will. Maybe he'll give you 12 points a game, which would be great. Uh, if he's doing that from the three point line, it'd be the shooting that you need. I'd love for him to become that threat, but I think the days in my mind, at least right now, and I love for him to prove me wrong of him being what we hoped for with the number four overall pick are long gone. And and yeah, he's only 22. There's a ton of room for him to grow. There's a ton of time for him to be able to go out there and, and dispel what I think of him right now. But as of now, right, I'm just hoping that you could be a solid three and D guy that keeps uh, 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 pressure on teams with your three point shooting. That's all I'm looking for from P will coming into this season. Ed, shout out to to Edward Herring, um, who, you know, he's a commenter. He comments a lot here. And he said something that I felt was very poignant and on point for Patrick Williams. You're not going to get the shot attempts that you're just not. It's not going to come here. You, you can take. I think that Patrick Williams could probably get one, one and a half more shot attempts by just not passing them up. We're talking about 10 shot attempts a yeah. game. Cool. That's fine. Hit that still at if you shot it at a 46% clip last season, 41% from three. I want you to I want to see you keep those percentages. Get but that floated out. Uh, yeah, yeah. He pointed out how he would like to see Patrick Williams have a hundred assists, a hundred blocks, a hundred steals, on top of upping his rebounds. He did have three hundred and twenty-seven rebounds, so I don't think he said a hundred rebounds. But I, I think that's, I think that that's on point. When you look at Patrick Williams last year, he averaged almost a block per game, almost a steal per game. He had seventy blocks and 72 steals last season. If you can get 100 blocks, 100 steals on top of getting five to six rebounds per game and 10 points per game, that to me is a solid, because keep in mind, he's the fourth option. That's a solid fourth option. No, and I think that's the thing, right? I think we're kind of saying the same thing with, okay, you're doing something that I look at and I'm like, Nobody else on the team can do that. Realistically, the three-point shooting is that as well. But on the defensive end, right, listen, you got a seven-foot wingspan. I think, guys, I will say this. We saw a lot of times last season where when P. Will was on certain players, they instantly got the ball out of that player's hand. But the problem is, right, the guys that we want to see you do that against, the LeBrons, the the Giannis's, right, like, I shouldn't look at a game where we're going up against Giannis Antetokounmpo and say, wow, Alice Caruso, you got to do this. Alice Caruso, six foot four. I shouldn't go into the game with that thought process that we got to have AC guarding him down low because P. Will's not going to be able to do it. Anthony Edwards, eh, Anthony Edwards, I almost can deal with a little bit because he's a little more shifty right to left. Yeah. P. Will's kind of like, hey, I'm here. You're not going to get past me with the wingspan. But like those big name guys that we always talk about, right? Okay, he's going to go out here and guard this guy. He's going to go out there and and make this guy's life hard. We're not seeing that uh, often enough. We see it, I think, more from the guard position. But when you get to the forwards, the forwards usually tend to go right at P-Will. And it doesn't end up, you know, going. I mean, I guess, right. Was he 220 pounds? He was the least scored on player in isolation last year. So he's doing something right. He has to build upon that, though. Oh, yeah. They can't. And listen, and that's why I said they get the ball out of right. Like when we would see who was he? He was guarding. It was Drew Holiday. One of them guards that was like, that motherfucker to get a bucket. 
And every time the ball went to him, he kept throwing it away. I was like, are they really going away from P. Will here? Like, I think <laughs> we saw that a lot last season. Yeah. But it's in those moments where, right, like, I got Giannis in the fourth quarter and I need somebody to be the Giannis stopper. It shouldn't be my two guard. I feel that. <laughs> Unless it's Zoe. Like, Zoe is a little bit different. Zoe's right? different, right? Zoe's Zoe, different, but, yeah. even, but even there, right? Like, Zoe's 6'6". Alex Caruso is 6'4 in shoes. 6'4 <laughs> is giving him a little bit of credit, too. Like, <laughs> Alex Caruso, I don't know. I think, I think they're giving him a little bit. might even be shorter. They might even list him shorter than that. Let me see. Alex Caruso, they got him listed at... They got him listed 6'5". There's no way. 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 We got to call cap on that one. That's major cap on that one. Like they tripping on that. Six um, foot five is wild. I, basketball reference got him six foot four. Let me see what our website got him. I gotta, I gotta look on there, dog. Maybe that was an ESPN rating. Yeah. <laughs> NBA.com rating, bro. Told y'all they got the worst stat keepers in the NBA.com is terrible. It's like you got one job. You the league. Yeah. The You're league. the league. <laughs> you got the worst stats. You're literally the league. Hey, our our site got him six five. So I mean, okay. Well, shout out to that. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I still don't. I don't trust know about it. that one. He got. Um, he got on. Uh, he got on Mac, uh, Air Force Ones and that one. Definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think with P. Will is just that to see P. Will find a way that like what what would me you say so often about Derrick Jones Jr. You mentioned it. Anytime he was on the court, he found a way to make his presence felt. That's what we want from people. We understand he's not going to get the shots and I can give you the numbers all day. And when he has double digit shot attempts, that's all cool. But that's not coming consistently unless people comes into this all season in training camp. And it's shown that we've heard this mentality change. That mentality change is so different that, you know, Billy Donovan is then running more plays for people. But I think yeah. right now, without seeing that people just need to find a way. How do you put your imprint on every single game? If it's defensively, cool. It's not like we don't need it. If it's rebounding, he's going after loose ball. How many times last year when people actually did either follow his shot or somebody else's shot, he got a nasty put back dunk. Yeah. I want to see more from that from people. I, I think the biggest thing is right, like, think about it. If Javante Green was P. Will's size, Ooh. Billy Donovan would have ran plays for him. He'd be a 10 and 10 guy at least. You know what At I mean? Least. Like Billy Donovan would have run. He was a 10 and 10 guy without it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like Billy Donovan would have run plays for him. You have to now prove to your coaching staff. It ain't just proving it to us. Prove to your coaching staff that, no, you need to give me plays because when I get the ball in my hands, I do something with it. And I think that's, that that's the, there's too many times where it's like, I'm making the pass. Is it the right pass? Sure. But it's not the pass we want to see. That's a fact. That's a fact. So we'll see what we get from P. Will in that case, man. Next up, we are going to be uh, discussing the trade rumors around the Bulls. And if we now think that, that may mean the Bulls are more inclined to make a big move at the trade deadline. Before we get into that, got to talk to you guys about FanDuel. Snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official uh, partner of the NFL. Hey, you remember when FanDuel was doing... The thing at the beginning of the season, before the season start, was like, pick your Super Bowl winner now. And even if they don't win the Super Bowl, for every win they get, you get certain certain amount of money. If you pick the Bears, you have zero dollars right now. You are pissed. <laughs> zero dollars right are now. Pissed you pick the Bears. That long shot. No. Not at all. Just shot. 
Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Um, with that said, man, we've heard a lot of trade rumors surrounding Dame, Tyler Hero, um, Buddy Hield, you know, other players that's going really, really back to the to the trade deadline. But right now, it does seem like the Bulls are listening to offers, seeing how they can get involved in some trades right now. And, you know, Pat, I think me and you were both kind of inclined to think that, you know, while the Bulls do have contracts now that could be easily moved if they decide to, we still have a disabled player exception, still got part of a mid-level exception. We got exceptions out the wazoo. Yeah. Do you think now, like hearing how the Bulls are kind of maneuvering, getting in these talks, do you think that makes it more likely that the Bulls make a move at the trade deadline? Or do you still sit in the place where you're like, ah, I don't necessarily see them doing so? I think that... Jake Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times bestselling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, it's like, we're going to use Miro, even though we're all in the same room, because that's a better way for us to get this work done. As an investor, we're basically investing in their ability to solve problems. We're saying, we think this group of people is going to be able to solve a problem in a really great way and create value by doing it. And actually, you need to give people the tools that can help them make decisions, help them collaborate, help them visualize and see things in a different way. And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are going to help them think, that are going to make the most, brighten their, their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list. I think it depends on the team. Mm. I think that's what is so heavily is weighted on this, right? Like if you can make additions preseason uh, to make you feel better about your team heading into the season, right? Like, of course, the Tyler Hero rumor that we talked about over here, right? Tyler Hero possibly being, you know, it, finding a, his way to the Chicago Bulls, whatever the Bulls would have to do to actually make that happen, right? Mm -hmm. If you had Tyler Hero to this team and all of a sudden the Bulls go out and they're winning 48, 49 games, right? And you were sitting there like, oh, snap, hold on now. Is this a, this a realistic team or, or 48? They, what is it like we play 60 games before the deadline, right? Like if the bulls yeah. at that point are, uh, um, 60 or, uh, uh, 38 and whatever, right? Like you're, you feel like you're on the right path. I think then you'll see them make moves mid season, but I think, listen, we know what the, what the Reinsdorfs are. They're not going to let you make moves just to spend money. They're not going to let you go into that next, uh, uh, um, or that first bracket just to spend money. Right. Like they're like, hey, are we going to do something with this? Is this something that's going to breed long term success? Right. So I think that it really just depends on how much winning the Bulls actually end up doing before the trade deadline comes. And I mean, realistically, that's yet to be seen. We, we have to see what what we have from the point guard position, which Zach Levine are we getting? There's too many question marks on this team for me to think that they're going to just go out there and and be more inclined to make midseason trades just because, right, you've got these pieces in place. Agreed. And I, I think that, as we've seen with AK, like, I, I, A, I don't think AK is inclined to give up any draft assets anytime soon. I think he, he feels like he's he's given up enough of those. So it really is looking at using just your exceptions or maybe moving on from players that you don't necessarily see maybe being here or, or blossoming into the way that you think. And, you know, I... 
AK is not going to make a deal just to make a deal. And I actually made no. a joke over on Chicago Bulls Central today is that I really feel like with a lot of Bulls fans, they just want a change just to say they change it. And I made the joke to say that if you if Zach Levine shaved his head, put on a mustache and changed his name to to Lackery Zavin and, and the Bulls would be like, we need to go get that guy. And yeah. it's like. It's like that. Yeah. That's where Bulls fans are right now. They just want a change just yeah. to get a change. And it's like, listen, it, it AK's not going to do that. And, 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 you know, I think he went against his natural inclination, what he said he was going to do, even bringing in Vooch and going after Lonzo and DeMar. He said when he came in here, we're going to build naturally through the draft. It's going to take some time. And he saw opportunity to bring Vooch and accelerate that timeline. And now, because it hasn't really turned into playoff success, I don't think that he's going to be inclined to make a, a move just to make one. Well, I think too, right? Like even with this team, it, it is the lack of development from the young guys that has really put the Bulls in this position, right? Like if Patrick Williams turns into what we, a, a half of what we hope he would be, right? Like realistically, if he was an 18 and, and five guy, oh my God, we're a completely different team, right? If Kobe White is consistently a 15 guy and he's shooting a 15 point per game guy and he's shooting it, you know, 37, 38% from the three-point line. Oh, my God, this team's completely different, right? Thanks. And so it, there's there's all those things that go into it where am I going to trade to bring in a young player even though I know I still want to build through the draft? AK wants to build through the draft, and he's gone out there and he's drafted young pieces. Now, listen, uh, 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 why can't I think of uh, what's the boy name? Not the one we drafted this year, last year. Dalen Terry. Dalen Terry. Uh, uh, you know, Dalen Terry gets zero time on the court, right? It seems like AK is drafting very long-term pieces, yeah. right? Like, how old is this guy? He's 15, but when he gets to the league, we'll be able <laughs> to have him. And then for six years, we'll be able to develop this guy, and then he'll become that thing. It seems like yeah. he's drafting. I think even Julian Phillips was the youngest player in the draft this season. Um, so... There, there's there's a I think lot. Derek Lively was. Was Derek Lively? He, he, I think he's he was close. Yeah. But Julian is close, right? Like AK wants to build this thing through the draft, but it's just one of those situations where it's like you also have to have the right development crew in place. You also have to have the right pieces in place. And I just think that there's a lot of question marks on his Bulls team on whether you have those things in place already or not. Yeah, I mean, and we've seen, because uh, keep in mind, last offseason, the Bulls hired that shooting coach that was over in Europe. He came to the Windy City Bulls. Yeah. Then we hired a, a head of player development this year. And I don't know if you saw it, and I was just a couple of weeks ago, the Bulls hired another guy who's over player development. He's on that yeah. staff. I can't remember his name. Um, so it seems like AK is now starting to, to put into place the pillars to start developing these young guys, right? And we know that we've drafted a lot of young Raw guys that that shot could be questionable, um, and so you know I'm I'm glad that we're seeing that develop that part of AK. You know it, he bring that to the Bulls because as you said, that's really what could up this Bull ceiling is yeah. one to two of those guys making a, a leap. That's what can up the ceiling right now. It's I know we're trained to think well, let's go after this guy, let's go after that guy. It's really probably not coming to be to just be honest, man. And and I mean realistically, that's the right way. That's what yeah. I keep telling us. Like the way that I want the Bulls to be built is a long-term team. That means that you have to have development in place. That means that you have to have uh, 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 coaches in place that are going to be out there and changing the game plan and changing the mindset of the players on the court. Right? Like you had uh, Patrick Williams. Right? He's a guy who basically 
I'm okay with not taking that many shots a game. He's been that way his whole career. All I need you to change your P-Wheel this season is you're so confident in your shot, it would be stupid for you not to take this shot. Mm. Because he got so many wide-open looks last season from Vooch down in the post. That's all I want to change from P-Wheel from last year to this year. That kind of goes in the last topic. But I think that, right, those little changes with this team will make this team more inclined in the season to say, Okay, we got P. Will as a shooter. We've got Javon Carter. We've got Zach Levine. We got Jamar. Okay, what do we actually need? All right, let's go out and get that. Because now that's a small piece that we can go after versus, hey, can we trade for LeBron midseason? No, it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's not happening. Uh, and, you know, now that we said that and, and have put that officially out in the ether. LeBron to the Bulls. <laughs> you know, you know, something crazy is going to happen. Uh, the Bulls have traded for Zion Williamson. And porn stars because they come with. <laughs> Do they? Is it a, is it a tandem deal? <laughs> yeah, Mariah Mills will be moving oh, to the city God. of Chicago the next week, bro. Not this even is... good ones though. Like we get Mariah Mills, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Not even good ones, bro. Second string. Nah, that... The G League of the porn stars. That's what it is. There's so many jokes I can go with there, but all of them will get me in trouble. I guess at that point, Every, would you go back to calling it the D-League? Is Should it just be the D-League again at that point? I don't want any parts of the D-League. I ain't going to lie to you. That's a, you could have went with the V-League, the P-League, anything well, you want. The D-League is crazy. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I'm uncomfortable. D-League extraordinaire is what it is. Yeah. You're she's uncomfortable? A, she's uncomfortable. a D-League Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, man, we're going to end it talking about a, a quote that Adam Amin said uh, on the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast, but I'll remind you guys that Locked on Bulls is free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. Well, Pat, let's get into this last topic. Adam Amin was on uh, Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce, and he, direct quote, said this. I think this team comes down to trust. The talent is there. It comes down to trust in the other guys that need to take their next step. I would love for those stars to have trust in what the younger players are doing and the steps that they're taking and being given ownership of possessions that are important for the team. I just don't know if I've seen that. So a little bit of question there on if the the stars trust the young players enough. Now, there is some, I do want to talk about both sides of the coin. You also have to ask yourself, have the young players showed enough consistently to earn that trust? Yeah. But what do you think about that, Pat? To me, not trusting the young players would be, I don't want the ball in their hands. And that's not the case. Um, Kobe White has the ball in his hands whenever he's on the court. Like you're young. I mean, first off, the young players are what Kobe White, Patrick Williams, Io DeSumo. Um, is that it? That that's kind of it right now. Yeah, I mean, Terry, right Terry didn't get any ticks, so yeah. I'm trying to think of like people yeah, that were actually. Dalen Terry, you still throwing Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips out there as well? Because like, Andre I mean, Drummond. That- I mean, he's still. I know. I'm just playing. <laughs> he's so much younger than we all think. He's just he's so much younger. Um, but no, I, I think that realistically, right? Like those three are the ones that I think of. Io DeSumo lost the trust. Io DeSumo didn't play well enough to deserve the trust. He was somebody who always had the ball in his hands, couldn't knock down the open three ball. Um, I mean, listen, if there was a wide open layup, he was smoking that mug, but contested, he's got that. You know what I mean? Like I, I wish somebody tried to block a shot at the rim every time, pretty much. But uh, I, I think that... Those are the those are the ones that you really look at. And Kobe White and Patrick Williams had the ball in their hand a ton. 
And P. Will just didn't do enough with it early on in the season. Late, later on, started to pull the three ball a little bit more. And then Zach, and then uh, Kobe White, just inconsistent. So I can't say that they didn't trust them because they got the shots. Are they the number one? Are they the focal point? No, I don't believe that. But I don't think that anybody expected either one of those guys to be the focal point of this offense when you got Zach, DeMar, and Vooch. Well, I think uh, looking at a means quote, I know we're talking about it generally, do they trust him? I think... He's more so saying with, with the game on the line is, I guess, what I'm taking from this quote. And to me, that's even more so of a, hey, you ain't tr- you ain't showed me that you can take the you can take the open shot consistently when the game ain't on the line. You think we're going to you when the game's on the line? Yeah, I don't I don't get why I don't we, get that part. Like I don't well, I don't get that. Portion, I will though. say this right: if game is on the line, I'm down three, mm-hmm. and I need somebody on this team to take a shot. I would. I would want to see the team trust P. Will in those moments. That's because he has done that during the season. Yeah. He's done that in the game, right during the game. Does P. Will trust himself, though? Because I think P. Will is going to immediately pass that ball back out. Well, I mean, listen, if you if you pass it at that point, you ain't got no choice but to trust yourself, right? You gotta pull it, right? Like I, I'm saying, like game on, but game on the line, right? We see them go to Zach, go to Demar, but yeah. Demar DeRozan, I don't know where he's at historically at this point now. After last season, he missed a lot of clutch moments, but historically, before that, he was one of the best. Yeah, like in NBA history in clutch buckets. So why Bro, wouldn't I go will, to him? Record, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Why wouldn't I go to him? Uh, Zach Levine. I mean, I don't know. Zach in the clutch is Zach in the clutch. Like, if, if he doesn't have to dribble, I'm trusting Zach all day. <laughs> yeah. I'm when trusting it, Zach to take a shot all day. that ball hits the floor, it's, the, ah! moment, the moment Zach got to dribble it, it's like, oh, come on, bro. What we doing here? Man? Let's hope dribble too much fixes that a little bit. Man. Hey, shout but. out to dribble too much for being in the uh, UC as well. I, well, not the UC, the Advocate Center. Did you see him post that video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he out there working with him. But yeah. I, I think that's the thing for me, right? Realistically, I want to see moments that guys are in regular in the game. If we're talking about right end of game moments, clutch moments, I want to see those moments for them that they've already been successful in. And now I can put you in that moment at the end of the game. I don't Mm -hmm. want to take a chance, right? For me with P will, the biggest thing is uh, I should be able to put you on the best, whoever the player is on the other side that is trying to get a clutch bucket on the defensive end. We always think offensively. I can't trust them defensively at the end of the game. Right, like I, I, I would love to put you out there on, you know, Kevin Durant to close the game. You know why you got a seven foot wingspan? He's six eight. Instead, I got Alex Caruso following this guy around. Great point there. So I think that that's realistic. That's the part of the game where I'm looking at, and I'm like, I, I don't think that there's a lack of trust in the young guys. I think there's a lack of role for the young guys, but that comes with the team construction. And we knew what this team was going to be when it came together. I mean, we went after. And for that to be to be said as well, like I, I not to say that the signings of Javon Carter or Tory Craig are bad, because you know I love the signings of them. Yeah. But I need players like IO. I need players like P. Will to look into them saying like P. Will needs to look at Tory Craig every day and say they brought in somebody who literally does everything I do but worse. Yeah. Or better. Or better in some <laughs> yeah. I think and, that's the part that sucks. Yeah. And 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 ask themselves why. And so like this training camp, I hope it does help. You know, there's going to be a spirit of competition because best believe, you know, Torrey Craig started for a little bit of there for the Phoenix Suns when I yeah. think KD was out and he played pretty darn good. Torrey is trying to come in here and win a starting role, right? People needs to take Probably. that personally. 
He needs to come in and take that personally. And and so, you know, and we'll see, man. You know, we've heard a lot about P-Will's mindset and stuff like that. Let's let's see what it's going to be. And, hey, I don't know about you, Pat, but, hey, media day is Sunday, bro. We In in less than 10 days, we'll be talking about actual Bulls basketball, bro. It's been a long offseason, brother. Bro, it's been so long. (laughs) And you know what it is? It hasn't even been bad. It's just been like. At a certain point, it's like, all right, we're having the same conversation just with different words. Yeah. And that's, I'm so glad that that's finally over. Like, just somebody come out day one and say something crazy. Just be like, yeah, you know, uh, I think Andre Drummond is the best rebounder of all time. And he's going to prove it when he takes the starting role from Vujan. We just, oh, God, oh, wait a minute. Hold on now. You know, like, give me something to talk about here, uh, day one. I'm glad yep. basketball is back, though. I, I miss basketball. Football is not fun. Uh, it's actually painful and, uh, you know, live long and prosper. I don't know. <laughs> hey, listen, but I don't know. Basketball is about to start, but this episode has come to an end. Pat, let's get the heck up out of here, bro. Follow us on everything at Locked on Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate all of you guys for showing so much love. Absolutely, man. You guys uh, can follow me at CEO Hayes. At this point, you know how to spell it, so I ain't dumbing it down for you. Uh, for Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. It's been Locked on Bulls, man. We out here. And we're bringing back the mailbag this season. We're going to start promoting it more. We're bringing back the mailbag. Peace, y'all. Is Pat frozen? <laughs>